Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Quinn. And this is the Monstrous Woman Podcast. Fortnightly, we take an in-depth look at a woman or feminine monster who has fallen victim to the monstrous woman trope. We discuss the representation in different media, the real-world implications, and what we would change. The idea of this podcast comes from the Monstrous Feminine Theory by Barbara Creed. This theory gives us a lens to look through in considering why femininity is so often painted as monstrous. Okay, before we get into things, that was a horribly awkward way to say that. Before we jump into the episode, we have two things that we need to tell you all. The first is that I finally set up our Patreon. I did this because our former guest Charlie said that they wanted to support us on Patreon, so therefore the tiers needed to exist. So, in the spirit of communism, all the tiers get the same perks because I did not want to equate financial success to worth. So, you can give a dollar, five dollars, or ten dollars, and you will get the exact same content. Um, which is mostly just a lot of interaction with Quinn and I, and I think the tier names are, like, Gorgon, Crone, and Sorceress. Is there Siren something. in there? Or Could yeah, be something. Siren. You, It makes sense with the podcast, though. So if you want to sign up for our Patreon, yeah. the link has been in our <laughs> notes this whole time. It just is now working. And then our second okay. announcement... <laughs> Our second announcement is that Quinn and I, in the spirit of being able to enjoy the holidays, um, are going to be taking a month off after you hear this episode. You'll get a bonus pre-recorded interview with most frequent guest Fran, but then you will get nothing for a month. But wow. then we'll be back with superheroes. I'm so excited to hear that interview because it was I didn't get to, I wasn't there in person, so I'm excited to actually listen to it. Quinn gets the listener experience. So Fran, yeah, Fran and I, I love are that Fran has a title. Yep, <laughs> Fran sure does. <laughs> okay. So you've heard them. Do we want to introduce them, the guests for this bonus episode? <laughs> yeah, I jumped the gun. I'm sorry. No, no, <laughs> no. It's all good. <laughs> Disembodied voices are always welcome on the podcast. <laughs> I'm now just like picturing all the ghosts in the room. <laughs> spirit schools everybody's welcome we're it's a safe space um we have two guests they've both been here before but not together so this is exciting and new do you want to introduce yourselves and maybe say ahead of time who your favorite disney princess is since that's relevant hi i'm lachlan i'm kind of from we actually vaporized our podcast a podcast that sometimes exists sometimes doesn't but it's still out there the ether for you to enjoy if you so choose one day it may return once it's a I'm great not in grad title school. for that kind of podcast. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you know, it, it is vaporized for the moment. One day it may be unvaporized once grad school and college for Lauren are done. But yeah. Um, oh, my favorite Disney princess. Can I have two? Is that allowed? Yes. It's totally allowed. There are okay, very okay. loose rules here. Excellent. So my two favorites are Rapunzel and Tiana. Good choices. Good choices. Like the, the, yes, yes. I love those ladies. That's good. Shout out to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For separate reasons, they both really know their way around the frying pan. Yeah, that's uh, true. true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Excellent true. statement. Excellent statement. <laughs> Top tier joke. <laughs> Did you rehearse that? Okay. 
<laughs> no, I no, just I'm came up with that. That was off the cuff. <laughs> Thank you. I, I am too. Oh my gosh. It feels like I'm some kind of fact that you would find at like a, at Disney World. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. That sounds like something they'd say in character, like hanging out with exactly. the ones. Yeah. <laughs> yep. We like each other because we like both like frying pans. <laughs> yep. You're watching Disney Channel. and then they draw the mickey head with the frying pan yep (laughs) oh your younger listeners won't know about that era of disney where all the characters came on and drew the we don't have younger listeners (laughs) we repeatedly (laughs) tell people under 16 to get the hell out of here it's not for you (laughs) it's totally then there you go go. come back when you're 16 or older I, like I say that. fuck too often. <laughs> All right, Maddie, your turn. <laughs> oh, my time to shine. Um, <laughs> hi, I'm Maddie. I am not on anything except back on my bullshit, as usual. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, um, <laughs> my favorite Disney princess is uh, Tiana. There you go. Yes. Okay. I love Tiana. Because we are, in fact, soulmates. Cute. I feel like Tiana is underappreciated, so I'm glad that we have two guests who are really repping mm-hmm. for Tiana. I was thinking mm-hmm. about it, and I was, like, really disappointed that we didn't sort of talk about Princess and the Frog for our main series. But there's no monstrous yeah. woman in there. Just monstrous yeah. frogs. She's just a queen. Yeah. yeah. All day, yeah. every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's just a Satanist. So we couldn't really talk about him. <laughs> yeah. Not relevant. <laughs> if he was a okay. woman, we could have talked about him. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> okay. Should we explain what we're doing? Sure, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, as I'm sure everybody has guessed by now, this is one of our bonus episodes, which means no structure and just chaos incarnate wibbly wobbly um but basically (laughs) we're gonna we're gonna go through each princess in chronological order each disney princess now i did go by the like official rules of who is a princess so we're not gonna talk about megra we're not gonna talk about is kita right oh so the classic lineup uh yeah so no uh, black cauldron girl Even though no, I don't think Merelda. that passes the Bechdel test, which is sort of it's spoiler alert of what we're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> um, um, it's just sort of the classic av- or no. characters. What's why did I think of Avatar? What is it? At At Atlantis. Oh, I always feel bad. For yeah, that. Mm, I love Atlantis. What is her name? Kita. Okay, it is mm-hmm. Kita. Okay. There you go. Ironically. Megara and Kita are probably much stronger characters than pretty much everybody else on this list. But that's okay. They don't need to be debated. Um, yeah, so we're just going to go through. We're going to decide, would this princess be a feminist? Mm. Okay. Okay. But before I'm we do that, for this. we do have a warm-up question. And Quinn is going to ask it this week because Quinn, Quinn came up with it. So what is a fairy tale that does not have a popular Disney version that could make an interesting retelling? Oh, that's a good question. 
I had an idea and then I forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> Can I pick a myth? Yeah. Again, no rules. That's wow, <laughs> a lawless land. <laughs> this is just maritime law. Whenever the podcast is <laughs> We're in international waters now. Okay, who's the captain? <laughs> I think that had to be Artemis. Yeah, my puppy. <laughs> my new boxer puppy. <laughs> has, has she been mentioned yet? She, no, she hasn't. hasn't. We haven't even recorded oh. since I got her because I've been very preoccupied with her. I had to, I, we had to schedule this out around her nap time so that she wouldn't be barking and like chewing on my foot while we recorded. <laughs> uh, I love her so much. So cute. So since I posed this challenging question, I I can I can give an answer. It will be okay. rambling because even though I posed it, I did not give myself an answer um because the first thing that constantly popped into mind was princess and the frog and then i was like that it totally has a version and it's amazing why do i forget about it um <laughs> i i will not tell that story the first time i saw well i'm telling the story first time i saw princess and the frog <laughs> i was in theaters or whatever i went and saw it in theaters and um, it was the first time someone asked me out on a date to see the movie. Aww. A movie. Aww. It was the boy I babysat. He was six years old, and it was a, a group date. I brought his sisters. <laughs> That's so funny. That's so cute. Precious. Aww. Yeah. All right. Aside. Okay. Aside done. But now, I so then I was thinking Princess in the Peak. That does have a musical thing that's um, Once Upon a Mattress, which is a fun musical starring uh, Carol Burnett, and I think Zoe Deschanel's in it. Oh. I don't know. I don't, yeah. It's an interesting watch. I actually recommend it. It's fun. Um, but it has some is issues, and I think it would be a fun revamp. That was actually the one I was thinking of saying. My cousin was in Once Upon a Mattress just last year. They were the lead. Oh, awesome. Shout That's out so to cool. them. Um, but yeah. What's yeah, but I think Winifred? Yeah, something like that. But I think it would be um, cool to see how it could be adjusted and changed to be a little bit cooler and more interesting. I remember, I'm still getting a distinct memory of acting out that story with my sibling when we were like five and four for my parents one night and we spent really? about an hour with That's we so chained cute. them to the couch for an hour and just would not stop talking and i'm sorry to them <laughs> for that <laughs> apology <laughs> yes <laughs> i was in a play version of once in, uh not once upon a mattress but princess in the pea and I was one of the ladies-in-waiting of the queen wow. who put the pee under the mattress. And it was I was one of three ladies-in-waiting. We had, like, we were all over the play. We were, like, constantly on stage. But our entire, all of our lines were just, but madam, but madam, but madam, but madam. <laughs> Wow. 
<laughs> and the one time I did not speak with my other two maids, or ladies, sorry, uh, I said, but I like basket weaving. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're sure a star. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. Wow, I can't Never believe forget. we're talking to you right now. Holy shit. <laughs> Can we get your autograph? Lady Lulu at your service. Wow, you had a name. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. You weren't just lady awaiting number one. It passed I the think Bechdel they all test. had names. <laughs> no, we weren't named out loud in the play. Oh. We were just named in the script. Oh. <laughs> Wynn just knew mm. that she had a name. <laughs> did you have a name or did you give yourself the name and you actually were... Lady, I really hope my one. teacher didn't have to amend the scripts to give us names because we definitely <laughs> had names. <laughs> were you silent or were you silenced? <laughs> I feel like we need a new Jack and the Beanstalk. I know there's not like a, a woman, but like there's no princess, but man, I think they could do do a good one now. I fully agree. Have you seen that movie Jack the Giant Killer or Slayer or something like that? No. It came out a few years ago and it's terrible. Uh. It has <laughs> Nicholas Holt in it and... I like Nicholas oh Holt, God. but he Obi-Wan has... Kenobi, what's his name? Ewan McGregor. Yeah, he's in it. Dang. There's a few other famous people. See, the names you're saying make me want to like it. Right. Oh, I know. I remember putting it, I put it on thinking I was going to like this. It's really bad. Dang. <laughs> it was just when CGI was cool. So. Oh, it's, yeah. It's That's bad. why we need one now. We need one now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there is a female character in that movie. But she's very much just the damsel in distress. Right. Well, I feel like Jack doesn't have to be a guy. Like That's true. Change that up. Have That's some fun with true. it. That is true. I think we, we need we a Jack We are asking Disney stuff. to do this, though. Well, that so. is true. <laughs> Jack Lynn, Temper then, down. I guess. <laughs> I feel like a few years ago I saw a rumor that Disney was going to be making a Jack and the Beanstalk retelling. But then it got scrapped. Like, if you watch um, Zootopia, like, there's a scene. <laughs> this is so weird. There's a scene where, um, like, I think the, the weasel or something is showing a whole bunch of, like, off-brand DVD, selling DVDs, like, on the street. And they're all, like, spoofs of Disney movies. So, but they, a lot of them were movies that hadn't come out yet. They were sort of, like, docketed to be um, out. And one of them was a Jack and the Beanstalk one. So I remember a lot of people uh-huh. were looking to Jack and the Beanstalk as something that was kind of come from Disney. And it it hasn't, and it doesn't look like it's going to. So. Oh, wow. Disney secrets. Wow. Yeah. Just a long memory of weird fucking internet things. <laughs> Fun uh, fact. Has anyone seen Snow White and the Huntsman? No. Yes. I I really want. I feel like that would be a very interesting. Is it Lily Collins in that? No, 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 no. No, that's, that's Mirror, Mirror. Mirror. Snow White and the Huntsman is the one with Kristen Stewart and Charlize Theron and Chris Hemsworth. It's like the oh, super what? dark one. I missed that completely. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, I know. No, what? it's it's a really really dark 
retelling. Interesting. I it's a dark I remember story. Liking like, that gory. until the end. Doesn't I don't know if you don't want spoilers for Snow White and the Huntsman. Doesn't Chris Hemsworth kiss um, Kristen Stewart awake at the end? I haven't seen it. Oh, you haven't. Okay. It's more of just I want to see it. You just were wondering if, if it was good. If, okay, if it was good. Yeah. Well, Quinn yeah. has. It was. I, I. I have seen it. I just don't remember the ending. So. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> so impactful in a word. Yes. <laughs> I saw the sequel to that more recently, and that was not worth watching. So. That one has Emily Blunt in it, and she has ice powers. Oh, she's oh. the sister. I like of Emily Blunt. Shelley Theron's character. So, mm. it's it's an interesting watch. Uh, if you like watching Chris Hemsworth go in and out of accents constantly, I actually <laughs> oh, do. That's for I the first like one too. That. <laughs> That's for the first one too. So yeah, go watch Snow White and the Huntsman. Either one, the Huntsman series. <laughs> And you'll get his wild, maybe Scottish accent. I would watch Chris Hemsworth eat cereal. (laughs) That's not very feminist of you, Maddie. I'm sorry. I'm in my hoe era, so I am absolutely feral. I thought you told us to cut that out. (laughs) No, no, I didn't want Lachlan being the one that revealed this. You want to control your narrative. I get that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay, I'm going to give my answer now. Um, <laughs> okay. I, I think... I can't think of any fairy tale that I don't know through a Disney movie, so I'm going to say a myth. And I think the myth of Ariadne would be interesting. I think it'd be interesting to watch them do, like, a Lion King-esque where it's, like, based on Hamlet, but you can only sort of tell the, like pieces of hamlet um because Mm. i think it'd be funny to watch them try to deal with like like the minotaur and like how it came about and then also like dionysus turning men into dolphins when they piss him off and then like ariadne like marrying dionysus but watching him just go like slowly mad i just think like knowing what they did with hamlet and we got like the lion king out of that somehow it could go really well guys i was doing the new york times crossword (laughs) the other day and it said Whoa, brag <laughs> i wasn't doing very well at it <laughs> but it said um it was city of the labyrinth and i could not remember what city it was in could not for the life of oh. me remember that myth is it crete oh god is what is it Thieves? no it's, no i think it's crete. i don't remember what it, no it's in crete it's a city in crete Oh, Mykonos? A... <laughs> We're yeah. all so bad at this the other day. Oh my god. Bad. How do none of us know this? I was literally just on an episode about Ariadne. <laughs> Whoops. You didn't get into geography. No, we didn't get into that. It wanted the specific city-state, not just the island? It's Gnosis. K- I would never have guessed that. Oh, I did not K-N-O-S-S-O-S. I'm going to be honest. In the book Cersei, when Pacifae complains about being sent away, she just says Crete. So that's the extent of what I'm... 
know about it. I know. I know. Madeline All of your Miller according to Madeline, Madeline Miller. Miller. Also, Jennifer St. wrote Ariadne, and same thing. They just say creep. Yeah, I, I that's have never fair. heard that word before in my life. But that was that was the clue in the New York Times crossword puzzle, and I could not think of it. And then finally, yeah, because how would you know that? I think it, it <laughs> yeah, was that's so specific. It was the Wednesday. Is one. it in Percy Jackson? How would we ever know it? I don't know exactly. I don't know. Yeah, Rick Riordan never told me that. <laughs> it must not be real. <laughs> Are we ready to get started? Yeah. yeah. Let's go through these Disney princesses. Okay. So. Away from the non-Disney things that we <laughs> want to exist. And back right into the peak of American culture and capitalism, which is Disney. <laughs> Woo. So. So let's start at the very beginning. Snow White. What year did that come out? 1930. Something eight. Uh, that's a guess. I probably shouldn't guess. <laughs> we said it correctly in the other episode, so that's enough. Um, okay. So Snow White, as a movie, does not pass the Bechdel test. Shockingly. Why am I not surprised? <laughs> <laughs> Which does mean that Snow White has no women friends <laughs> that she calls by name. So that does sort of reflect poorly on her. Oh, I do have a question though. Okay. When it was 37. the witch when the witch goes to give well the evil queen, whatever, in her bad lady form, when she goes to give Snow White the apple, does that did they talk about a man there? Well they like, have to also be named and they don't name her. They don't give her a oh, name. Oh, yeah, they don't name the witch. She's Ooh. just the old crone thing yeah. or something like that. Yikes. Or, and well. even when she's in the queen form, she doesn't have yeah. a name. I stand corrected. Yikes. I'm going to go ahead and say what we're all thinking. Um, Snow White is not a feminist. She is definitely one of those <laughs> girls that's like, I'm just not friends with girls. Like, I just don't get along with girls. <laughs> I get along so much There's better so much with drama. guys. Yeah, like, yeah. I just, like, so what if all of my guy friends want to fuck me? Like, it's so lo- so much less drama. Yeah, that's her. And They're just straightforward. I mean, yep. she had no problems living out in the woods with seven exactly. guys, so, you know, she's... And cooking and cleaning for them, anything. which, I'm sorry, is cooking not... Cooking and cleaning for them. Best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. And she was perfectly content. Yeah. Though she would not have any money to sublet from them, though. So. They were letting her live there for free. Well, uh, for the labor. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a sweet she is... deal. <laughs> it really does. She is um middle school age, so we could hope that she grows out of it. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Megan, that bringing really that up again. She's oh, four, she's she like 13, 13 or 14, yeah. yeah. Like, Holy canonically. Shit. <laughs> That's insane. Oh, no. Please tell me the guy is at least somewhere around that, too, and mm. not, like, 30. No. I mean, he's, I like, 17. I think he's, like, 18. Yeah. yeah he's so an adult. No, it's, no. like, I mean, it is, like, statutory. <laughs> That's not yeah. okay. No. Senior in high school with middle schooler, so. 
Oh no. Developmentally, yeah, there's a huge gap. Also, Snow White is not intelligent. Like based on the story, we know that she's not she's super not smart, and that just makes it more. <laughs> <boring. laughs> she was like a comb. Speaking sure, truth. you can stick that in my hair, even though you tried to murder me already. That's fine. I love how you put that. She's not very intelligent, so he's really taking advantage of her. And you really just wanted to be like, she a dumb bitch, for real. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. All right. Moving on from the dumbest of the princesses, hopefully. Cinderella, 1950. (laughs) That's a big time gap between princesses. And they didn't get better, which is concerning. (laughs) Okay, but Cinderella, out of left field, does pass the Bechdel test. Yeah, I believe it. Who does it pass between? Like, will it have to be the sisters or something? Yeah, so Mm -hmm. the, the way that it passes the Bechdel test is by two characters who are called ugly, like, within the story. So we could question the merit of that. Yikes. Um, yeah. So yeah. again, Cinderella. Yeah. Hey, hey, they learned. They gave them names. Anastasia and Drizella. <laughs> yeah. They are called names oh in gosh. addition to ugly. So that is. We'll Taylor call that Swift's Bejeweled music video has ruined me because I kept waiting for you to say the third name. Yeah, but, but there's there only weren't. two. She, yeah, she just added a third. <laughs> There's only two. She had three in her video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that hasn't quite influenced um <laughs> that hasn't quite reached it yet. should <laughs> give it time <laughs> i mean i will say like good for her for trying to reach out and do something for herself by you know, leaving the family home to go out to the ball you know i think she was yeah. trying to make the best of her situation in life so, do you think that she went looking for the prince or was she just looking for a party? I think alternatively, was she looking to find a way out for herself through the prince? Maybe not looking for love, but using him to get out of her bad situation. I think that's a good point. Was she just girl bossing her way out of there? I think that's a good point. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, once I get this dirt off of my face, I'm really hot, and I'm going to use that to yeah. not yeah. essentially be enslaved by my stepfamily. I think she's a yeah. feminist. She's young. That just reminded me of a retelling I read in middle school, and it'll probably be impossible to find. I have no idea how I would. But it was, like, it was a version of Cinderella when it was it was after the ball, She's married to the prince, and she realizes he's a complete dipshit. And she like it now is like planning her escape from the castle and has to like get out of there. And it's a really it was it was interesting, and I thought it was fun in middle school. So, any listeners out there? It is interesting to think about Cinderella as kind of a social climber because normally that's something that makes women the villain in narratives like I mean even like Lady Tremaine within the story like it makes her bad because she married rich and now is taking advantage of the resources so it is kind of interesting that even though Cinderella like would resent the way that Lady Tremaine treats her she would still use that same tactic to get herself out 
and just be like, I'm just not going to pass on the hurt to anybody else. That's a pretty cool way to go about it. Oh, does anyone have any thoughts about the recent remake with Camila Cabello? I haven't Quinn seen does. And yes! How, and, what th- and what they did with the step family in that situation. Yes. I couldn't talk to, talk to Megan about this because she hasn't seen it. I have seen it. I did not love it. But <laughs> Idina Menzel is, is a lovely, lovely lady. It's far from perfect. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the ending was very, very predictable. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My niece full on loved it though. She's like still she's clapping like Billy Porter now. Oh yeah, I he, think like, you were with talking <laughs> about this. His <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he claps with his thumb and his pointer finger in it, and he goes, "Yes, Queen." And my niece now does That's that. That's so cute. And it's like basically the only aspect of gay culture that has reached her in <laughs> Wisconsin. <laughs> That's so funny. You gotta start somewhere. I love yeah. that. It's the little things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It was just so funny to me how they wanted her to be a business lady. Oh and he's God. like, yeah, I'm totally gonna leave my castle to go help you on your business journey. Like, let's all be honest. No one's gonna I do know. that. No so one's gonna do that. So what did you think of the prince's sister? I thought it was cool how she was... Well, it was like, she's so much clearly the better option of the two as far as who's going to rule the kingdom next like she seems much more educated than he is by virtue of like caring you know and has ideas and he just has to be older and male and like that is not a good way that's not a good system nepotism is not a good system everybody (laughs) i just want to put that out there as a general lachlan's taking that stance (laughs) i it's a very controversial stance i know pretty radical thinking um so I thought that was neat of they were trying to do something else mm-hmm. with that added. When I first saw her, I re- I was really hoping that she was gonna end up like with Cinderella at the end. But then I oh. very quickly was like, Oh well that's not gonna happen. Okay, no, they cool. weren't gonna go that far. Yeah. Let's yeah. not get too crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can stop talking about a movie that no one else has seen. <laughs> So, Maddie says Cinderella is a feminist. I think I fall on that side as well. I think social climbing is valid. (laughs) Take his money. I support it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. And, ooh, sort of, so did you see that uh, Brandy is returning as Cinderella? No. Oh, I did see that. Oh, I did hear about that. Yeah, she's going to be Cinderella in the new Descendants movie. Oh, what I don't know what that is. Hmm. Uh, there's like a TV or movie series on Disney Channel. That's the Descendants. That are all the kids of the Disney characters, basically. Um, and Cinderella will be played by Brandy for the first time since Whitney Houston. Wow. <laughs> Brandy is. I think that'll be fun. The best version of Cinderella. I think if we're talking about that Cinderella, we know. For sure, she's a feminist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 100%. she is hardcore a feminist. There's no question. So you want to introduce? Uh, we're on Aurora. Hail to that princess, Aurora. In Sleeping Beauty, does pass the Bechdel test. 
Because we've got... What are the names of the fairy ants? Flora, Fauna, and... Merryweather. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We got all those ladies. I'm impressed with myself. Honestly, I think the... Yes. Then Queen Leah. The only woman that doesn't have a name is Aurora's mom. No, she is named at some point by the king. Really? Queen Leah, and I think he mentions her name at some point in it. Like when talking to her or something. We can't be sure. We can't be sure. I don't know the last (laughs) time was that I watched it, so I can't be sure, but I I know her name. I don't know if she was named. I remember we talked about it in our Maleficent episode. Mm. Yeah. I'm not a good source because I fast forwarded through everything that didn't have Maleficent in. (laughs) (laughs) I did not actually rewatch the movie. That, okay, the second Maleficent movie went so far off the rails. Like, so many people died. And the end are like, why not? Let's just get married right here, surrounded by all these corpses casually. That's like a good. Everything's fine now. I worked in uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, like everything's fine. We're just gonna get married, and it's and none of our problems exist now. Yay! Yeah, it was really weird. We did not enjoy it. Our consensus when we talked about it in the episode was that it was bad. (laughs) Yeah, and that we only liked the Raven. (laughs) I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) Love the Raven, but yeah. Have you watched Pride and Prejudice and Zombies yet? No. I freaking love Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Oh my god. I unironically well, love that movie. Well, the Raven is Mr. Darcy. I did know that. Yes. Yes. Lily James is fantastic in that movie. The Raven in Maleficent reminds me so much of Aragorn in Lord of the Rings. Just... In that everybody he looks at, he wants to fuck. Everybody. (laughs) Doesn't matter. (laughs) And everybody. That really is the vibe you get from his greasy fuckboy attitude. (laughs) Lord of the Rings with my brother, like, a few weeks ago. And, I mean, Aragorn was looking at Gandalf. And I was like, wow, this is a lot of sexual tension. I love that for him. (laughs) Like, calm down, Aragorn, please. That's what I'm trying to be like, honestly. I recommend Lord of the Rings. I really want you to read the books just so you understand the amount of sexual tension that is in the books. I would, I would love to read. I will, especially between Legolas and Gimli. It is fully canon. We can buy Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that's a good idea. (laughs) Legolas in the movie is wild. Yeah, Maddie will do that. (laughs) Twenty twenty three. (laughs) Okay, but speaking well, not speaking of, but getting back to Aurora. She does like other women. I Okay, my main issue with Aurora and my biggest concern with Aurora is that she should want to be a cottagecore lesbian based on the way she's brought up. And instead, she marries the first man she sees. And that feels like a red flag to me. Her lack of stranger danger is very concerning to me. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I cannot picture Aurora living in a castle. No, yeah, no I, I can't either. She runs around barefoot in the woods. Yeah. She thinks yeah. her name is Briar Rose. Comfortable surrounded by yeah. stone. Yeah. Yeah. No. Like she 
she should have gone the Merida route, but she didn't. Exactly. And that's a big disappointment. That's well, the perfect she didn't have a choice. Yeah. But as far as just enjoying nature, she didn't properly appreciate where she lived. No. She got those berries, though. She knew where all the berries were. Wow, it has been a long time since I've seen that movie, because I do not know what you guys are talking about. (laughs) But in the beginning, she goes out and picks berries, and that's when she sings her, like, I wonder song. And then she says, oh my god, I saw you in a dream. And then the prince goes, oh my god, did you see me in a dream? And she goes... You had the same dream. It's like, no, babe. You just said it out loud, and he's repeating you because he's creepy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Also, like, she was dancing with her animal friends, and he comes up and starts dancing with her. You should run home immediately. You don't know who this man is. Yeah. You don't know what his deal is. He's hot. He's interrupting your time with your friends. I was one of those squirrels. Do you think he's hot, too? Excuse me. I think he's hot. Oh, but yes, he is hot. I stand okay, by that. Okay, but she He's doesn't hot. know what hot is. She's never seen anyone she, she, else in her life other than her yeah, fairy me? godmothers. Oh, but Quinn yeah. said that, that no. him being hot does not excuse her reaction to him. <laughs> oh I'm just gosh. surprised that they think he's hot because I didn't think anybody thought Prince Philip was hot until Quinn said that on the Maleficent <laughs> episode, and I was like, "Excuse me," and then she was like, "I like his writing." And now boots. I have to defend myself. <laughs> No, you do not. You do not need to defend yourself at all. You are 100% correct. <laughs> I support. I just don't understand. He's animated to be hot. He's hot. <laughs> He's much hotter than the no-named prince in Cinderella I mean, and Snow White. I mean, I will give you that. <laughs> <laughs> the bar is just very low in 1959. The bar is on the ground. <laughs> Though okay. I do admit, the last time I watched it, I noticed he had no butt. That's fair. <laughs> Aurora didn't. I think I think he just trips over the bar. If yeah. we're being honest, <laughs> barely just kind of flops <laughs> over the top of it. Um. I okay. His horse I, th- I think him what over. says the most about Aurora is the fact that every time we try to talk about her, we immediately talk about a different character. Yeah. <laughs> she's not a feminist. Mm-hmm. So I think that just means sucks. she's she's not yeah. a feminist. Mm-hmm. She also falls well, we victim to mind control way too easily. And she lives in the woods. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. She was taken over by that mind control so fast. That's a red flag. Yeah. She assimilated <laughs> to yep. culture very yep. quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, she Speaking yes. of assimilating to culture, Ariel. Oh. oh. Is that next? I'm going to immediately say it. Not a feminist. That's such she... a jump. Well, Snow White, or Sleeping Beauty was like a flop in Disney standards. They mm. spent too much money on the backgrounds. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So they couldn't afford to make another. <laughs> risky princess that's why they had to reuse it they had to reuse footage from it to make the robin hood movie because it was so much money Mm. robin hood is a banger oh i love robin hood that's definitely the (laughs) most that's the most frequently watched disney movie in my house wow fantastic (laughs) i should watch it Yes. Okay. But Ariel. Which does not pass the Ariel. Bechdel test. Uh, Ariel hates not. other women. No. Doesn't even talk, call her sisters by name. <laughs> yeah. Why would no. she? They have it's no personalities. Just, 
It's one of those where, like, I look on it, not that I'm, like, really an adult. I'm, like, semi-adult. But it's just that... <laughs> You're almost a like, doctor. Girl, like, calm down. Please, Ariel. <laughs> go eat a snack and calm the F down. Like, ma'am. Touch some seagrass. Mm-hmm. Like, I just... remember they were, like, cartoons that were going around a while back uh, that were, like, what if the Disney princesses had their mothers? Uh, yeah. Like, what if those <laughs> people were actually in their That's world? That's so brutal. And true. for Ariel, it was basically just, like, when Keem Triton finds her treasure trove of weird human stuff, uh, the mom's just like, just let her do it. She's going through a phase. Yeah. And it's like, yes, if you let her just go at it and collect weird human trophies, she's going to end up killing humans later. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just it's like, yeah. I, I feel King bad Biden. for her that her dad destroyed all of her stuff, but don't like literally run away from home and upend your entire life for a dude you saw yeah, one time. She was making some exactly. real, and she signed her soul away to the devil, ma'am. Yeah. Calm down, Ooh. please. Yeah, she was making some real moves. For a man you have not spoken to and have only glimpsed once. Right? (laughs) Well, I guess rescued. (laughs) She must have had some time to look at it. I I just can't. I can't with Ariel. Apparently, Ariel was my favorite princess movie as a child, and I despise it. Huh, that's interesting. (laughs) Which I think says a lot about growing up. As a kid, it's just like, oh, fun mermaid. But then when you really, like, watch the movie, it's like, she didn't yeah. even want to be a mermaid, which is so disappointing. <laughs> why, why would you meet Ursula and then be like, no, like, if I was to meet Ursula at 16, I would be like, oh, you have life figured out. <laughs> like, fair. I also want a creepy hut on the outskirts of yeah. our town where I make, like, weird potions. Like, teach me whatever I need to know. <laughs> My fun mermaid movie when I was a kid was Splash. Like, my sister was really big into (laughs) Ariel, and I did not like it because they ended up as humans at the end, and who wants to be a human? And and at the end of Splash, Tom Hanks gets drowned or, well, taken to Atlantis, maybe. Uh, (laughs) I've never seen that movie. um, I love that. I love that. Oh, my God. Highly recommend uh, <laughs> Quinn always has the this most like weird... unhinged movie and television recommendations. <laughs> You'll just be like, "Hey, has anyone seen anything good lately?" And she will give you just like the the weirdest, most twisted. But it'll be good. Like you'll watch it and it'll be good. But you're like, yeah. "What did I just watch?" <laughs> and that is exactly what Quinn. Yeah, and you'll just be like, "How did she find that?" And the question I have to myself constantly is what how did it's because the that? algorithm knows um, that you like splash them. though yeah yeah but splash is a classic it's tom hanks um and oh gosh i can't think of her name she's in blade runner a blonde lady you see her butt wow oh we would rewind it on her is that says that's all you know about her is her hair color and her butt mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh what is it it's like Daryl or something like that. Dap. Mm, I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> Maddie, you have Still some bad. thoughts that you wanted to voice about Prince Eric, didn't you? Yeah. So my my take on Prince Eric is that I do not think he would go down on a woman. And I've talked to 
<laughs> I talked to a couple people about it, and there's some disagreements. So, like, I've literally talked to people in my life about this, like, outside of my my you friends. <laughs> uh, my you friends. I don't know what that means, but the type of people that would discuss whether or not <laughs> Prince Eric would go down on a woman, as opposed to people that would not usually discuss that. Okay. Okay, so he's a prince, yes, but he also does go out sailing out in the world often. He literally so it's was not only like he's men. just been in the castle his whole life. He's he's got only this men, little but maybe they went to this places. little rich boy hobby, and then he picks up a woman who can't even speak, and he's falling in love with her because she doesn't have a personality, so he projects it onto her. He doesn't care about her pleasure. Mm. Or her okay. experience at she all. She doesn't have a personality. She combs her hair with a fork at the dinner table. She's Tell me so that's quirky. not personality. She's quirky. <laughs> yeah, she's quirky. that onto her. He is a serial monogamous creepazoid who. That's true. She he could he teach like her immediately how to went work. into a serious yes. relationship with this girl that he has not heard a single word from. And then he gets engaged <laughs> in a day when a like slightly prettier woman comes. Yes, too. Well, you can't blame him on that because he was enchanted. No, he was thinking. With I didn't his even dick. think Ursula needed magic for yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, he did it himself. Ooh, also, hot take. Ariel's a manic pixie dream girl. Exactly. I'm just kind of realizing, like she fits that perfectly to the like to an oh extreme where she literally doesn't have her own voice. Anyone who thinks Prince Eric yeah. would give two shits about his partner's pleasure in bed is living in a fantasy world where <laughs> where men tell the truth oh my God. and always treat you with respect. And I'm so sorry oh my God. that that is not what the real world is like because I wish it was, but it's not. And you are in a fantasy world. Prince Eric is a fuckboy who would not go down on a woman. I rest my case. Wait, how can he be a fuckboy and a serial monogamist? Um, serial monogamists are fuckboys. Because they they will okay. date you, they will love bomb okay. you, they will have sex with you, and then they will move on super quickly. That is kind of what he did. Yes! It's exactly what he did. <laughs> Canonically? <laughs> Okay. Also, and then do you see how he raises his daughter in A Little Mermaid 2? He's not there. He, like, <laughs> walks He walks in while they're getting dressed, and he's just like, oh, girl time, I see. I'm not wanted here. And it's like, actually, you would probably be perfect for this conversation because you would, I don't know, say the things your wife won't, which is, my wife used to be a fish. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, I hate him. Okay, mm -hmm. so since I think Ariel is a manic pixie dream girl, therefore I don't think she's a feminist. I think that's where I'm landing. Mm -hmm. I think I agree. that. I think the fact that she never, yeah. like, speaks to her sisters and she doesn't even say goodbye to them when she's getting married uh, could, could go behind that, yeah. And also she keeps the maid in the position of a maid. Yeah, she doesn't uplift women. She just uses them for mm -hmm. her own gain. Damn. Alright. 
So we've had a lot of no's. Wait, no, Cinderella was yes, right? Cinderella she was yeah. yes. She was like, all right, Cinderella for the win. Welcome, Belle. I think yeah. so. Okay, Beauty and the Beast. It does pass the back door Because <sighs> Mrs. Potts. Is that between Belle and well, Mrs. Potts? Well, Mrs. Potts is an inanimate yeah. object, though, basically. She's a pot. Nope. Well, she no, but she, she was a woman turned into a pot. Okay, if you think too technically about Beauty and the Beast, then it's bestiality. So be careful <laughs> the game you play when considering this film. I will, I will get that. Because if we go too okay. realistic. It also might be Stockholm yeah. Syndrome. We don't so. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> That's also true. I mean, she was trying to educate herself and whatnot, being a cool lady. Yes. She was... Turning down, down Gaston right and left. Yes. But she She does, wants a bigger life um, for herself. See, I feel like she looks down on, and I'm sorry that I have to call them that because this is what they're called in the show, movie, the Bimbets. Oh, um, uh, yes. Yeah. It's pretty bad. The three blonde girls with boobs. My take is that... You don't always have to support women. You have to, in general, <laughs> support women. But when there are women who are actively harming, who are actively harming the movement of being a woman, but you don't have to support all acting like that. You can be yeah. a little mean. I agree with that. I agree, especially. Well, I think that there are people at, like, various stages of being okay. a feminist, like, uh, disentangling yourself from patriarchy, and I think it's fair to be, like, frustrated at people who aren't getting it and who are still, like, buying into that system. I think it's also super fair for people who are actively benefiting from the patriarchy, like, white women who can, like, like, Marjorie Taylor Greene, I support women, but she can go fuck herself, like, any time. Exactly. So, I think... You can hate specific women, but support women as a whole. Exactly. As Maddie said. Yep. I do think Belle is a feminist. Yeah. I just think she's very early on in her journey, (laughs) and it gets interrupted by developing Stockholm Syndrome, which is not her fault. I would like to see her interaction with the... Um, what's her name? The the feather duster. I don't know if she even has a name. The feather duster that Lumiere is all over. Who's like very French? The sexy. The feather French duster. feather duster in France. The only like her and Lumiere, the only people with French accents <laughs> in a movie taking place in France. <laughs> it's because they're extra sexy. Yeah. Yeah. Belle also supports the proletariat. She does. She lifts up the service workers in the castle and she liberates them. And that's something. She does, yeah. That's a great point. We love an intersectional feminist. Yes. Mm-hmm. Belle understands intersectionality. Belle also needs extensive therapy for the Stockholm Syndrome. I just cannot stress that enough. Of course. Yes. So Belle has places to grow, but overall, yes, she is a feminist. I think so. Hurrah! Yes. Welcome to the club. You may join Cinderella in the corner. <laughs> Belle is your favorite, right, Quinn? Or at least was when you were a kid. Yeah, she was my favorite. She was constantly competing with Mulan. Mm. Tough choice. I do love Mulan. 
Mm-hmm. And I will die on the hill that Mulan is not a princess, so. Well, <laughs> we're going to have to discuss that in a few minutes. <laughs> I know. We're discussing her anyway. But, <laughs> but before that, Jasmine. What year did that come out? I, I clicked out of it. I don't know. No, the 93. <laughs> okay, the movie Aladdin does not pass the Bechdel test. The movie Aladdin. Oh, really? Also, I'm not very racist. What is it? I can't even think of another female character other than Jasmine. No, there's there's the ladies at the brothel, which obviously yeah. is not when he's gonna running be good. away from. Mm-mm. No, and, and obviously when actually, I mean that's what it is. But they're not gonna yeah. call it that. But that is what. And it then is. there's the weird. <laughs> I support sex workers. Yes. Just yes, not drawn obviously. by men. Disney doesn't. <laughs> in this made-up Middle Eastern town that's yeah, just that's an amalgamation <laughs> of every culture from that area. Right. Yeah. Have you guys seen uh, Twisted, from, uh, the Star Kid musical? I've watched some of it. Uh, it's basically a um, version of Aladdin, but it's twisted like Wicked, so it's Jafar's side of the story. Uh, and he's basically uh, trying to work with within the system and was t- corrupted within the system. It's a really, it, I fully recommend. <laughs> it's a <laughs> weird one. It's good. There's a whole song, like, there's, like, the opening song, like, one of the opening songs is, like, fuck you, Jafar. And then there's another <laughs> song where it's tiger fucker, tiger fucker, tiger fucker. So it's a wild one. But... <laughs> Sounds like something you'd watch. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fun, it's really fun. They make a lot of Pixar jokes. But they, uh, one of the jokes is because, well, the cast of Star Kids is very white. Uh, so, but they are self-referential. And is, with Aladdin, it's sort of perfect because then they can also make fun of Disney while making fun of themselves. So they're just like, why is everybody in this kingdom white? <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, shh, don't ask that. We can't answer. <laughs> That's really funny. I'm trying to think about Jasmine herself's actions and what I feel about them. I mean, obviously she resents so, her engagement. I mean, she does refuse. Yeah, I think her big thing is that she's refusing all these suitors that her father keeps trying to bring in. Because mm-hmm. that's how Aladdin tries to meet her is by being one of these suitors. And so she's wanting to be independent. And I, so I recently saw the musical on Broadway. Ooh. And so I think in that one, she's all about, I want to be Sultan. I don't want to marry someone who then becomes Sultan. I want to be sul- the Sultan. I may be misremembering, but I feel like that, that was the twist they did for the musical. I feel like that's a good twist. That does, I feel like that sounds right. I haven't looked into the musical in a while. I would say in the movie, she really cares about her kingdom. She really cares about her dad. She does say goodbye when she needs to leave. I kind of think she does see Aladdin as a way out a bit. Um, Because she's, like, got such bad options that she's like, well, this dumbass is clearly (laughs) the best of what we have. And, like, he's not going to be Sultan, really. So, like, I'll still be able to make the decisions, clearly. Yeah, I'd say she's probably a feminist. I give her it. Yeah. At least she has the chance to be. Like, we have no... We don't see her interact with any women. So we don't really have anything to base it on. But she's very... Yeah, that's a good point. 
that she's very independent, and I would hope that she doesn't, yeah, like. I think um, she believes in women's rights. Mm-hmm. She's not going to smother other women's independence just because yeah. she wants to keep her own. Pocahontas. Maybe the touchiest Disney movie, as it is the worst thing they've ever created. Unilaterally. Yes. Also, a movie that competed for my favorites as a favorite as a kid. I can still sing that introduction song, even though it's probably complete nonsense. I'm actually 90, I'm 100%, well, 90% sure it's complete nonsense. So Pocahontas does pass the Bechdel test. The movie also does have slurs in it. So multiple pieces of information to keep in mind. Okay, I will. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) The animators purposefully make her move like an animal, and they say that on record. Ooh, I didn't no. know that. Yeah, that's that's terrible. Yeah. That is icky. They said, oh. I watched like a behind the scenes of Pocahontas when I was probably like 15 and was like, this is the most atrocious thing I've ever seen. But they say we purposely made her move like an animal, and also we had to age her up to 18 so she could be sexy. Those were like their two t- uh, takeaways about her characterization. I do Very remember rough. hearing about okay. that. I remember them aging. I so, remember reading about them aging. Uh, so I feel like because of that alone, she can't be a feminist. Obviously, the actual yeah, person so different. is a whole different situation. Yeah. yeah. But in this instance, because of that information alone, I have to say no. The real life Pocahontas didn't <laughs> yeah. even have to understand feminism in the way that we do in the West because patriarchy didn't exist before the colonizers came and John Smith attempted to kidnap yeah. her. Oh boy! Um, and I do think like, the the sequel to Pocahontas that is slightly more historically accurate because she does end up with her actual husband, um, but she does still end the movie alive, which she would have been dead. Um, but <laughs> anyway, uh, they do like they try and like conform her to like European standards and I do remember her like I feel like she yells at some lady for putting her in a course in it and like I don't understand this and like why would I do this to please a man type scene that was like required in the early 2000 Disney okay I guess she could have a redemption arc yeah it's just the first movie itself that they made was, like, such a horrific mistake. But Pocahontas, like, obviously in and of herself, yeah. ha- because she did ultimately, like, have things in common with the real historical figure, like, is this incredible person. It's just these men did such a disservice to her. I know. I really want to say, yes, she would be feminist, because I do think she would. Like, she does care for her, like whatever her friend I can't remember her name and I'm sure if she was the chieftain or whatever became a person of power in her tribe she would treat everybody equally um as a good feminist should uh but we don't really get that chance because a white guy showed up and his name was Mel Gibson oh my god (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Wait, is that who voices John Smith? I didn't even know that. Yeah. That's so gross. Oh, oh, come on. Oh, that really hurts. Oh my god, am I like bringing facts? Yes, Mel Gibson. 
John Wow, that is <laughs> horrifying. Everything about that filming experience is horrifying. Oh my god. What? So, I feel very torn um, about Do we want to mention Grandmother Willow? Or Yeah. Yeah. And she has such a good relationship with Grandmother Willow, mm-hmm. which is sweet. Yes. Grandmother Willow is great. Because I think inner... I always, like, I always wanted a tree mm-hmm. to talk to me like that. <laughs> yeah, that would be really cool. My That's lovely. Yeah. The mm-hmm. Grandmother Willow is a bit like her therapist, which is nice. Yeah. I also think, like, intergenerational relationships. So, there we go. Pocahontas is going to therapy to become a better person and get over her infatuation with white men. And Which we should all she do. she can take uh, Jasmine. Yeah, she can take Jasmine and Belle to finish, and Cinderella to finish up their lessons. <laughs> okay. Can I get this lesson? Yeah. Can I get this, uh... We're gonna send Maddie the DVD. Yeah, there's... <laughs> Thank uh, you. Grandmother Willow. <laughs> okay. I'll pay for shipping. be an awesome woman. <laughs> so. And human being. I guess we're voting Pocahontas in. She made the cut. <laughs> Somehow. It was, it was a Conditional tough call. Conditional line. Asterisks. But not the people who made the movie. Yes. Very clear distinction needs to be made there. No. no. Whatever the bad version of whatever afterlife ends up working out is where they belong. Hell yeah. Agreed. Mm-hmm. All right. Mulan, 1998. Yes. This would have been my first Disney movie while conscious. Wow, that's cool. I was two years old. There was no other Disney movies before that. <laughs> Though, no, that's not true. That is just not. Whatever. Big animation didn't come out in those two years. Whatever. <laughs> okay. Uh, I just want to say a really fun fact before we get into discussion about Mulan and when I was a child, I didn't understand anything in life. So it took me years sure. before I understood the big reveal of when they realized that she was a lady. Because um, I didn't know about boobs yet yeah. <laughs> and all that. So I'm like, what is. Why? Oh, Why? Yeah. How do they know she's a woman, mom? Why are they freaking out? Like, like yeah. she's just all bandaged up, and she's just—I, just, I don't know how to help you, kid. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, now that I think about it, I don't think I really grasped it until I was older. I don't think I asked anyone. I, I think I pretended yeah. I knew, but I think I thought it was because her hair was down. No, because she had had her hair down like when oh. she was out bathing. Yeah, no, you're you're totally yeah, right. They all but I think hair. as a kid, yeah. I was like, oh. Yeah, no, it's because her wound was in her side, but they also had to bandage up her chest because boobs. And then it's like, oh, yeah, you're not a dude. We have to kill you now. <laughs> but I'm not because I'm in love with you because I'm a little bit confused right now. Yeah, but they also they also do that when they're swimming in the the yeah. pond naked. She has yes. to cover up her boobs. Yeah. And her. Yeah. But you know, I, di- I didn't put it together as a young person. <laughs> I didn't get it. I know. I'm just thinking back on that movie and I'm like, yeah. that's kind of crazy. Yeah. For a Disney movie. Like, there was a lot of suggested nudity. nudity in that movie. <laughs> I want to say, you guys, <laughs> last night. I was baking bread yes. for my bread bowls, 
And I literally looked up, <laughs> looked out my window, and there was a naked man just full on in his home. <laughs> naked in front of the window and we could see everything from our apartment and that was suggested nudity did you wave hello <laughs> we didn't oh know God. what to do I, I don't think there is the right thing to do did he see you guys I always wondered I don't know he didn't acknowledge us I feel like okay Okay, here's the thing. If it never happens oh again, God. it was an accident. If it happens again, it's definitely on purpose, and something needs to be done about that. That that's how I yeah, would treat it. That's that's a good, that's a good tactic. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'll keep an eye out for him. But Mulan as a movie does pass the Bechdel test. How? Okay, we support. I don't know how because seemingly there are like no women in most of it, and that's the plot. Maybe her mom has a name. Well, in the beginning of the movie, when maybe, she is around her mom, it's all about the match. Stuff. No, but all the matchmaker was talking about how she had to be good for her husband. That's true. Literally, all the beginning was about her getting a husband. Maybe it's Mulan talking to her reflection. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If that maybe counts. it's Mulan and the grandmother at some point. That seems like yeah. It likely. might be just like a one or two line sent like a sentence like here's a crooked. Oh, thank you. Okay. And like that technically passes. Yeah. Thank you. The internet says that <laughs> yeah. The I think it must be an asterisk. Were intentional about it because we see her sister, mother, and village matchmaker, and she has conversations that pass the Bechdel test with each of them. Oh wait, that's the live action. May is that the live action? Yeah, she does have a sister. In yeah, the yeah, that's again. live action. That's so confusing. So I'm guessing oh, it didn't. Okay, yeah, so I feel like the original must not didn't have. because they had okay. to. No. Yeah. Retract that statement. I'm sorry, I didn't research that more thoroughly. Okay, so Mulan doesn't pass the back. I still nice think she's a feminist. I do too. I do too. I think, especially since Mulan too, she's training all the girls in the village. Yeah. Yeah. She reminds me so much of like younger me when she gets pissed off for them being like hard on her and then just out of pure spite learns to climb that giant pole that's exactly what i was like as a kid i love that so i love that oh my gosh (laughs) yeah love mulan shout out to her and her spite definitely yes for mulan her feminist rage what a baddie yeah I also really hate yeah, it. I think dresses. Mulan is a hard and easy, yes, she's a feminist. So, Tiana, welcome to the modern age. Yes. Wow, that's the next really? Disney princess? That's jarring. Wow. That's crazy. Well, that's because we skipped the, like, made-for-TV stuff. Uh-huh. The, like, Atlantis and mm. yeah. Lion King. So, what's her name? Kiara? We're not talking about her, mm-hmm. the lioness. Wait, right? Nala. What's her name? Simba Nala. 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 Who's I Kiara? Think Kiara? Is Kiara is his daughter? His daughter. Okay. I, knew I someone think was Kiara. Someone's daughter. <laughs> someone somewhere. Some child somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Tiana. 
Tiana, I, I mean, obviously. Oh, and it definitely passes the yeah, Bechdel test. Yeah, absolutely. Because her and Charlotte have such a good prom yeah. relationship, which is really, really yes. sweet. Mm-hmm. I, oh, their I love their friendship. And her and her mom. Her and Oprah. Is that Oprah? Yes. Oh. <laughs> Quinn just knows all these fucking facts. She's just spitting fact after fact after fact and blowing us away. I feel like people should just know these things. They should. And, they and you're doing a service for yes, us. Yes, Oprah is Tiana's mother. Oh my Thank god. Thank you for educating us. My mm. life is so much better. I would like to give a casual little shout out to Charlotte, because I feel like she was being a feminist, where she seemed like she was so obsessed with marrying a prince or whatever, but then when she found out her best friend was actually in love with the prince, she's like, no, you have him, sweetie. You, you are in love with him. Like, we're, we're all good. I'm going to yeah. support you wholeheartedly. Yes. I'll find another prince. He probably has a brother. Yeah. Yes. Charlotte's a we good We can ignore depiction. that she's talking about an eight-year-old, but... <laughs> um, um... <laughs> Charlotte's a good depiction of, like, traditional femininity being able to be strong as well, because it's not only, like, Mulan types that are, like, valid in feminism, like, Charlotte kind of being, like, ultra-feminine and everything. I would say that probably means she's gonna realize she's a lesbian later, but that's for her to decide her own journey. Yes. Um, yes, Charlotte. But I think Charlotte's a great example of that. And, and her and Tiana are really, I like their relationship because they have different interests. And they're good about, like, like Tiana really values independence and they have, like, healthy, good boundaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, she, and Charlotte's so supportive of Tiana's dreams, too. Yeah. Like, always going to get her, her beignets. That's so cute. <laughs> but anyway, but yes, yes, Tiana, absolute queen. Yep. And she will hire women and she will promote mm-hmm. women and I have no worry about yes, that. Yes, she will. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And I also don't think that she would be one that would forget all the hard work it took for her to get somewhere. Like just because yeah. she married a prince doesn't mean she's going to completely lean into that and lose who she is and her values and yeah. everything else. Yeah. I feel like she'll still live in the same and like, I don't neighborhood. I and sort everything. of like Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I don't remember. Do they ever say that Prince Naveen, like, I know, like, when he turns, excuse me, I just, like, burped mid-sentence. When Prince Naveen turns human again, I know, like, was he supposed to get his money back if he gets married? Is that the deal I think that was the deal, though I also wonder if he was going to abdicate his whole position because he and... Tiana opened the restaurant in New Orleans and they show yeah. like when when she goes to buy the property it's all of her cans of money it's not yeah. him handing everything over and so yeah. it seems like he's just it's along not... for the ride yeah <laughs> and flipping that role yeah. and seeing him take on like the domestic supportive role in that is like pretty yeah. cool mm-hmm. for a 2010 Disney movie yes mm-hmm. he's Definitely. gonna be a really good house partner and tiana will be a very successful business person mm-hmm. <laughs> i love her so much We're the and she'll hire him as the band every once in a while <laughs> yes. yeah princess and the frog is my family's like thanksgiving time movie that i make us watch because it's like based that's around so food <laughs> mm-hmm. that's nice i love that movie me too they need to bring back the that animation style. Mm-hmm. They yeah. do. In that one, like, 1920s sequence in it. 
so good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's set in the 90s. I love that so. sequence so much. Okay, so Tiana's obviously a feminist. It's when they leave Feminist queen. Alright. Rapunzel, 2010. Which does pass the Vectel test. The same year? No, I think... I th- I was wrong about Princess of the Frog. I think it's like 2008 or 9. Oh, okay. It came out first. Uh, 2009. Uh, so we've got Rapunzel, who I love very much. I think she's a feminist. She just, I think, has so much growing up to do because she was so sheltered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of yeah. like the she has the potential to be one. She's not necessarily one right now. I or a good one right now. I think she will be really good friends with Jasmine and they will help each other grow a lot. I think they're yeah. in a really good like place together. Yeah. I have a I lot like of that. thoughts about Rapunzel that I'm very excited to share. So we're going to take dive. it away. Okay. We're dive in, okay. Well, cause I just, I connect <laughs> yes. with her a lot in a lot of different ways. So I just, she's my girl and I love her. So like, yeah, she's very, very sheltered, but then she like uses this guy. Like she's able to then like essentially manipulate him into doing what she's wanting to do. Like she has this goal that she knows her mother quote unquote won't let her do. She's like, okay, I'm going to figure out a situation then and we're going to go do it. And I'm just not going to care. It's like girl boss immediately. And then she's able to realize how awful her situation is and fight against like the whole thing where Gothel's hand turns when she fights back from this like nice soft hand, like the animation style, like her drawing changes. If you look at pictures of it to like these sharp claws instead, and just the way she stands up for herself in that moment of like, you are the only person really I've ever known my entire life, but also you're awful. And I'm not going to stand by that anymore. Like, so just, ugh, she's a queen to me. But just yeah. just her journey from going from being so sheltered and then she's able to realize and not let herself fall back into that situation. I think sometimes innocence is kind of underestimated, but it's not, what you don't know is absolutely not your fault. And I think that there are mm-hmm. people like Rapunzel and, and people who grew up in religious settings or just, like, very conservative towns or whatever, where you're taught, like, where everybody around you believes the same thing. And then you get to be an adult and you're the one who kind of steps apart from that and realizes it. And that's a really difficult thing to do. And she's mm-hmm. 18. I think I kind of hate Flynn Rider <laughs> after we've rewatched it and talked about it because... <laughs> That man is older, older than 18, <laughs> and has a very unfamiliar and definitely criminal past, and he, like, stumbled upon a child and was like, yeah, no, we can go on this long-term trip and you can fall in love with me. You've proven that your your frontal lobe is not fully developed, and you're not maybe making the most safe decisions, so I'll just make all your decisions for you. So I think I kind of hate Flynn Rider, and I'm very glad that she ends up back under her parents' care, <laughs> um, so that she's not alone <laughs> with this man. <laughs> but I think Rapunzel mm-hmm. is ha- still has a lot of unlearning to do, but will do a great job at it. And should maybe mm-hmm. find a better, more age-appropriate partner, because he could be her father. I think. And that's not great. How old do what? we think he is? I think Definitely he's like 35. I don't think he's that no, old. Okay, no, he's 26. So you think so? He's he, 26. I, I have said before and I stand by that he looks like a man who doesn't pay child support. Like he's old enough to not pay child support. 
and therefore too old for Rapunzel, who the movie opens on her 18th birthday. Huh. <laughs> oh my. I will say I, I I stand I would lean more towards the twenty six than the yes. thirty. No, I forget what source <laughs> I saw that under, but yes, he is twenty six. So Okay. Not great, but not as bad. So we're looking at a only eight a ten year difference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eight yeah. Yeah, eight yeah. years. Sorry. Yeah. At least it's legal. She's eighteen. <laughs> I think it's funny that Disney mentions that. They're like, just so everybody knows, it is legal. We're yeah. not like we got in trouble with Snow White, so we'll make them eighteen now. Yeah. So. All right. Are we done with Rapunzel? I think so. Yeah. Rapunzel. Yeah. yeah. She would mm-hmm. be in the corner with Rap- uh, with Jasmine doing some learning. Merida. What is that? Two thousand. Twelve. This is controversial, mm. but Merida is my favorite princess. A lot of people mm. hate. She's this so movie. underrated. Yeah. I, this yeah, is a she good movie. Is very underrated. Mm-hmm. It's a I actually, movie. I actually hadn't watched it until like last year. I watched it with my mom, and like I had never seen it before, and I really liked it. It's mm-hmm. a good mother daughter movie. It was like the perfect mother daughter. Yeah. Yeah. And it does pass the Bechdel test. I saw this in theaters. I did too. I saw this in theaters. uh, And um, I know I went with my, I know for sure my dad. I think my mom was there too. I would think so. And then I think our Swedish exchange student also. But I will never forget because it's the first time I saw my dad full on sob during a movie. Like he was fully crying at the end, and I was like, "Oh, it's okay. They're gonna. (laughs) I'm sure the mom will turn back into a human." (laughs) I feel like this was the first movie I watched, except well, this isn't a movie, but except for Avatar: The Last Airbender, I think this was the first piece of media I saw where women were allowed to be angry. I really don't think I'd ever seen that before. And and mm, Merida, ooh. I think even, well, I would say Katara is allowed throughout the entirety of the show to be very upset at, at various points. Um, but Merida also, like, is so outright angry about everything that's happening. And even, like, when she does make mistakes and sort of overcorrects and accidentally turns her mother into a bear, as happens, <laughs> um, it's like, the movie doesn't really judge her for it and then it's just them both trying to fix the like mutual situation that they both created because they're in this patriarchal system and i think that Mm -hmm. it does a good job of that Mm -hmm. um and also like frozen gets a lot of credit for being like the princess movie that doesn't focus on a man and like the sister relationship and that's beautiful but like the mother-daughter relationship is the love story of brave and so like it's you know it also has that like subversive element yeah, like, there's literally no love yeah. interest in Brave. Yeah, no, they're all just, like, a joke in the so. beginning, and then she beats them all in an archery contest. Yeah. As you should. That said, it was taken over by John Lasseter in the final, like, few months of production and taken from the woman who was directing it, and there were storyline changes. And of they course. still will not say what those storylines changes I think we know. At least I have not seen them. (laughs) Does anyone else have thoughts on Merida? Yeah, I think Merida, hard yes. She is a feminist. Yeah, definitely a yes. Um, 
And she doesn't need a husband to do that. And if she gets married, it would be on her own say. Exactly. Because if you had a chance to change your feet, <laughs> would ya? <laughs> mm-hmm. And now, Moana. Moana! Moana. Oh my god. <laughs> By the way, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is in this movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Just wanted to make sure you guys knew that. <laughs> Moana is the princess with the most realistic body type. Yes. Yeah. I love that for her. And does pass the Bechdel test. I remember a lot of conversation about Maui's body type, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, oh, wow. Everybody, and they're like, even like the grandma looks like an old woman, like, but she's not like covered mm-hmm. up more and things like that. Like, I, yeah. All the characters, like, the art is beautiful, but also the way the people are drawn in that movie is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the depiction of the culture and the people are is just amazing. Like, they actually did research where they didn't in Volcanus. Yeah. The way I was so scared the whole time I watched Moana, the first time I watched Moana, I was so scared the whole time that they were setting it up for her and Maui to get together at the end. So I was just so grateful that that didn't happen. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh my god. That would be so bad. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, that would have been an awful ending, actually. Oh, yeah. No, but I think but she's really cool because like, she wants to do this thing for herself, but then at the end, she, like, she does bring her people along with her. Like, she doesn't just, like, peace out and <laughs> go mm-hmm. off on her way. Like, she does learn more about the history of her culture and her people and how they had been explorers like okay well let's bring this back i'm not just gonna go do it by myself like let's bring back this side of our culture mm-hmm. so i don't know how with so few people yeah. they could do that of we go to one island drop off some people go to the next drop off some people i don't know how you have enough people for that legitimately but <laughs> as a concept it's cool yeah for a disney movie it's good <laughs> We start small. I think so often white feminism is rooted in individualism. And, like, I think that comes from, one, white people not having a collective identity, and two, it, like, being very American. But I think it's nice to see somebody be, like, community-based and, like, look inward and have other sources of, like, power and, and being uplifted and, like, her grandma be the one who reveals this, like, community solution to her. I think that's a much more, like, productive way to look at society. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I think Moana is a hard and easy yes. She can join Feminist Corner. And who is rejected from the Feminist Corner? Snow White and Ariel. Wow, only two. Sleeping Beauty Wow. Too. Did we decide on... Wait, was Aurora... Yeah, Aurora was in, a no. No, Aurora was a no. 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 Okay, so Snow White, Aurora, Ariel... And I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Look yeah. at us. Wow. We support okay. Impressive. Awesome. Okay. We do. Good for us. Go away, Snow White. All right. <laughs> um, wow. Well, before we say goodbye, I want to show this thing. I So I I have a book. I found a book. It is, I didn't look up what year it is. I should look up what year I don't know what year. It's called Harvard Classic. Oh, oh, there's a V in this. Alumni Edition Deluxe. Uh, in number 
110. I don't know. There's no dates on it. But there's a handwritten inscription, and it's the book is all different. It's uh, Grim Fairy Tales, uh, Hans Christian Andersen, and Aesop Fables. But there's a hand ins handwritten inscription in the first page from this a father to presumably the children, as it's addressed to my dear children. And I want to read it because it made me smile and I feel like it's what we've been doing. So it's, to my dear children, the contents of this book never will be stable. I do wish you do not trifle this story. Story, you know what I mean. That's in parentheses. I feel like that was an inside joke and I'm not inside the family. Uh, it is highly concentrated simile of everyday life. Read it repeat repeatedly from your loving father, H, I can't read the last name. Uh, and it was, a, it was written on August 18th, 1939. So he's basically telling his kids, read these stories, you'll get a lot about out of them and you'll learn life lessons. And I love That's that. That's beautiful. Do you have anything you want to promote? Do you have? I know, Maddie, you've got your baking Instagram, right? Yeah. So I'm actually currently right now uh, finishing up some cinnamon rolls that I'm making, and you Delish. can find all of that and more on my new Instagram page, which is called Maddie Books and Bakes. So it's gonna be some Love baking it. content. It's gonna be some book content. Super fun. Um, hopefully I'll be good at it. Probably not. So we'll get to go on that journey together. <laughs> no, but we will yeah. put Maddie's cinnamon rolls when she posts them on our, we'll like share it to our Instagram story for the podcast. So you all can see what she was baking while we were recording. You should definitely look at them. <laughs> yeah. 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 They're gorgeous. I was asking, Lachlan, do you have anything to promote? Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, I mean, you could listen to what exists of the podcast that I may have, may not have. Who knows at this point? But, um, you know, so we actually vaporized our podcast on your various podcasting services. It's very good. I'm very proud of it. You know, life, life happens. But yeah, but yeah. go check Be it out. Be proud. Go check that out. No, fun, fun side story about the podcast is that... Um, one of my siblings' very good friends mentioned one day that she was listening to a new podcast, to a Percy Jackson podcast. And my sibling said, huh, my sister has a Percy Jackson podcast. And they realized it was one and the same. <gasps> oh, that so just, like, like There's like, what, 30 of us out there yeah. in the ether. And the fact that she just happened to listen to mine having no idea that she was friends with my sibling is just pretty hilarious. The Monsters Woman podcast is co-hosted by Quinn Albert and Megan Peterson. Produced and edited by Megan Peterson. And our social media is run by Quinn Albert. Follow us on Instagram at the Monstrous Woman Pod.
We will link all our socials, our Patreon, and our Redbubble store below if you would like to see more from us, and you can email us your thoughts, feelings, and opinions at themonstrouswomanpod at gmail.com. Our cover art is by Tyler Peterson. We are distributed by Anchor. Thank you so much for listening.